0: This podcast was produced by Or FM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, every Tuesday at one o'clock here on FM, a great new music programme, Benatini Selects, uh, brings us music from across genres across the decades and from around the world as well. And joining us uh, now to talk about that show and his experience is uh, Jamie Bennett. Kia ora. Nice to have you with us, Jamie. Thanks for coming Thank you. in. Um, now, it's wonderful for you to be part of the team of volunteers who create... Uh, programs here at ORFM. Mm-hmm. Let's uh let's go back a bit though and talk sure. about your story and the things that brought you here. Um our immediate connection with you came through your contact with Art Centre locally. Yeah. Um but you've got a story that takes you much back further than that as to why you spent some time with them. Just sure, give sure. us a bit of a history.
1: Okay. Well I guess I'm originally from Dunedin. I left when I was twenty-one uh, headed to Australia, then England, Istanbul, etc., and back to Sydney and uh, basically had a motorbike accident, a head-on collision with a four-wheel drive. His fault, a young guy cut across the road while I was doing 50 through an intersection, hit me head-on. Um, that led to being in a coma on my first father's day in a coma um, for, I don't know, a week or two nine days or something, um, and basically suffered um, traumatic brain injury, uh, fractured my skull, um, actually missing a bit of, my, bit of my brain now, smell, lost smell, taste, uh, fractured, do you want the injuries? <laughs> fractured my spine, my legs, tendons snapped, all kinds of stuff, shattered my wrists. Um, and I was a musician, so I was a bit, you know, I just bought a piano right before the accident and uh, couldn't play guitar or anything, I had to learn to walk again, all that kind of stuff. How long ago was that, Jamie? That was uh, September 2016, so good right. six years ago, mm. um, but a full uh, rehabilitation, multiple operations over a year, I guess, and then lost 17 kilos, um, taking painkillers and... Um, things like that. But I had a good support from my work. I was teaching English at the time as a second language in Sydney, and they really helped me with my hours. I was casual. So when I'm not working, I'm not getting paid and I had to go to hospital all the time. So I wasn't making much money and had to go through a legal battle with the insurance company of the guy that hit me because it was his fault. It was on camera. It was on the news and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, um, I had to stay in Sydney and battle not really battle, but see multiple doctors through insurance companies, the government ones that are neutral, and my lawyers, doctors, and it was um, quite a quite a battle.
0: Huge what does life look like before the accident for you? Wow,
1: well, very happy. I just had a kid. I was on top of the world. Just moved to a, a, a great new big house and decked it out with guitars and pianos, and backed onto a golf course. I loved golf. Everything was pretty good, but we were planning to move back to New Zealand before my daughter turned five, Frida. And um, after all this ordeal, she was almost five. And then I got kind of, not an eviction notice, but someone wanted, the owners wanted to move back into the house after five years living there and thought, okay, back to New Zealand. And that's what brought me here.
0: Music, therefore, always been a very important
1: part of your life. Kind of, I got given a guitar when I was 12 and it was lying around for a couple of years and then I just picked it up with some dudes from KV, we were into Guns N' Roses and Metallica and all that, which I'm not now, (laughs) uh, you know, and just it was lying around and then I guess um, tried to form a couple of bands early on but I couldn't afford an amp, I had a guitar but no amp and, yeah, I eventually got a job at the Empire and there was heaps of cool bands in there. So I got to see the end of all the good flying nuns and just before the Empire hotel shut down. And um, that really got me into flying nun. And then so while I was away, traveling Istanbul, UK and living there for a couple of years in each country, I collected records, but I didn't have a record player either. So I just kept collecting and collecting because I thought they were quite cheap. And then I shipped them back to Australia and then lived in Turkey and collected a few more and got some original craftwork ones and stuff like that and great Turkish psychedelic stuff, shipped it back and then continued teaching. And then all my international students were bringing all kinds of music too as well. And, um, you know, then I had the accident and, yeah, that was very difficult. But when I was out at my very end, I just knew that I'm lucky to be alive and I'm happy to, you know, I don't know, have not have nothing, but I had pretty much nothing by by the end of it.
0: Well musicians' life is not an easy one anyway, is yeah, it? Yeah, no, no. And you were teaching what guitar piano, what were you teaching? No, English as oh, a second English, language. Right, okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I've never taught guitar or anything, but I, I didn't play I've never played seriously, really, just mm. a bedroom guitarist. I played a couple of every Tuesday in London, Chelsea somewhere. Um, and DJed a little bit in Istanbul every week or two, um, and, but no, just love listening to it, and that's it. And when I come home, I just play guitar by myself or a couple of friends. So when did you make that transition back to New
0: Zealand from Australia?
1: Um, well, that was actually right before COVID, and um, and it was pure luck. Like I just had the feeling we have to go now, and we went, and then bought my first house. COVID hit and then we are stuck in my house. I couldn't go anywhere, but that was okay. We were here in New
0: Zealand. Worst places to be, I suppose, Worst places to be, yeah, (laughs) totally.
1: And, um, uh, so, you know, and then I had to get used to kind of, okay, I'm kind of locked in again because I had my own kind of lockdown over those years, you know, and, and you won't believe it. I don't want to say where I went, but I got shoved into the road at a gig, um, after the gig, um, a woman had gone in to buy a beer and it was too late and sorry bars closed and she goes just one more and then someone said it's effing you stupid effing and I was like whoa and I just turned around and said that's not what to talk to anybody let alone a lady, she was in her 60s took her outside and she walked away and I was waiting for a taxi Guy, I heard some noise, a guy come running out the guy who had said it and I, as I was turning around he shoved me into the road and I when unconscious again, I hit my head really hard. And I started losing my balance. Need a six thousand dollar hearing aid in my in ear now, my left ear. I've already got one for my right, now I need two. And nurses, psychologists, everything. And this kind of led me to art center. Mm. So I, I came here actually, the community house for the brain lady, and she helped me. Help me get all the contacts and stuff like that. And then I've had a support team again, and it was real depressing because I would felt like I'd taken two
0: steps back. You've taken a step back? Like, yeah, yeah, This like is a totally, completely unrelated, but yeah, unrelated, another
1: but injury. It, it, uh, but no, because uh, my brain's full of blood actually Round and um, I haven't had an MRI, so we don't, uh, I, I don't know. It's quite. Things take a lot longer here to kind of yeah. get seen to and all that. But I ended up with a social worker, uh, occupational health. Um, they've all just finished, a physiotherapist, and I still have a psychologist for another uh, two
0: months, I think. So you made that connection with Arts Centre. What, what if anything, did you know about Art Centre before you went along there? Well, I think I had um, heard about it,
1: and a friend had been working there. And then after kind of my injury again, like um, – I I needed to escape and sometimes when I get really overwhelmed when I've got four or five things going on it's crazy but then it was three two or three things I couldn't handle again after being pushed over and now it's come back to whew, pretty good I had to go to the art centre to it's silent I don't know and there's little just crafty things like the malleableness of the pottery you know and you have a little chat every now and then, but most people were just doing their little art things. And I was doing printmaking, creative writing, and pottery. And then I know they had a music studio in there with drum kits. So then I'd go along and play drums every now and then. And You know, it would just help me feel like I'm doing something because it's the first time I haven't worked in such a long time. And um, it's been a year and a half I haven't
0: worked. Pretty amazing team there, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, very good. And... And they introduced the radio show? They did.
0: So we met you when you came along to be part of Art Waves, which is Art Centre's programme here on ORFM. And uh, I do recall um, ahead of uh, the first time you came in, um, one of the team phoned up and said, we've got this guy who's got this great collection of music. He's keen to share. Includes vinyl. Have we all set up for that? And we said, yeah, absolutely. Come on through. And and then you came and, uh, well, it felt right and
1: I was a little excited too. Straight for but a bit daunting all the buttons and that. I don't know why i after my accident as well. It was really hard for me to learn new programs and stuff. And um, like I say, everybody says I look fine and stuff like that. And you're like, oh yeah, you take it, but with a grain of salt. But um, I struggled a lot with certain things, trying to get um, all the lawyer stuff and all that done and the appointments and the. And it was very very hard, but I had a great team in Sydney. Um, I might be going off track a little. It's another thing I do. Um, just start talking, and then something else will remind me, and then I'll just go off on another trail.
0: Well, we were talking about your experience of of coming in to to make a show, and well, initially it wasn't the prospect of of you making your own show; it was just you being part of the art centre team. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That came in. Um, but then an opportunity arose. We had the discussion here about you know whether this might be something that you're interested in, mm. and what what our listeners might not appreciate is that, um, where possible, um, you, anyone else who comes in who wants to make a show here, uh, can can basically drive the machine. If you can learn yep. how to do yep. it, you <laughs> can learn to drive the machine, make the program from the ground up. Mm. Initially, what were your thoughts about the prospect of that?
1: Um, daunting because. I absolutely love music. Absolutely listen. Let's just listening live music. I've seen so many work backstage before. Uh, I used to be a glorified kind of roadie, ended up being kind of like a crew chief for a team of six guys, but loading all the in Sydney, doing all this is many years ago, 20. Um, backstage at the big day outs, all the, the opera house, the, it, wherever the big bands are playing and just um, plugging in all the gear, putting it on stage, dressing it with drapes and stuff like that. So I had I had that and that was like the best time of my life as well. And then I decided to go to London and I eventually became a teacher in Istanbul and came back to Sydney and I loved teaching so much. I didn't want to be on call 24-7. That's what my job was before. So I've just told myself I'm not going to work Saturdays and Sundays anymore, and I continued to doing teaching, and I loved it. Uh, yeah, you I might learnt, have gone off then again. Well, no, <laughs>
0: I mean you learnt, you came and you learnt um, you you learnt to, from the from the ground up how to to drive the machine in the main studio. Yeah, uh,
1: I was daunted by the the guys who were always pressing the buttons and saying, "Oh, what track now? What turntable or CD?" And um, I was just fascinated watching and. Whew, there was quite a for me it felt like a, quite a few I know there's a lot of buttons lighting up and stuff in the distance from the microphone and all these tiny little things to remember and you think you've got it and I drive here in the car and it's a beautiful day and I'm feeling real positive but then you step into a little dark room and it kind of just <laughs> changes the atmosphere a little and then I'm trying to find the all right with the, the happy thing and then I just start to clam up a little bit sometimes Jamie happens
0: to the best of us <laughs> I can tell you um so, you know, it's amazing that you've, you, now when you go and you create your show, it's basically you're in the studio, you're operating it for the hour, you're bringing us music. Mm. Uh, I should say, too, that this is vinyl CDs. It's it's whatever you bring Mainly in.
1: vinyl. I bring vinyl, but yeah. just as a backup, maybe as a starter or a finisher, a CD. Here's
0: the question that all vinyl lovers get asked. Why
1: vinyl? Um, I don't really know. I guess – My parents and auntie, they always had vinyl and then, but you know, I couldn't afford CDs ever growing up. Really, they were about 30 bucks. And, um, I don't know, maybe the aesthetic, but, um, I did get into a bit of playing with another guy, Lucero from Nelson. Um, we did a cafe in Sydney, kind of sampling our own drum beats and bass lines or whatever and I might play some guitar over top of records or computer beats and but we'd mix vinyl too but it was always like a downbeat electronic cafe kind of groove thing and then so I thought instead of buying a CD, you buy a record. It's a physical thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you also get the MP3s today with a lot of records, not all yeah. of them but you've got digital, you can download it so as well.
0: So when it came to shaping your own program here on FM, mm. what were your thoughts about what you wanted to bring for listeners?
1: Well, um, that's a good question because I thought, well, I've only got an hour. That, and um, I thought, well, I could do two genres, you know, maybe go blues into – um, something else, you know, um, maybe blues and then kind of into rock or an electronic-y kind of thing into rock or something like that because I've got so many different genres but only one hour. Then I thought, well, typical radio station plays, you know, um, a mix of different songs. And I thought, well, I'll just stay with that for the hour. You know, it might be reggae. It could be rock and then blues and then jazz or something and then instrumental I or classical. I don't know. Um, so I think I'm going to stick with that one for now until I get more hours. Maybe
0: I'm loving the show. Um, like you say, I think, I I think the the way you take it is, um, you know, it's really enjoyable from a listener's experience. You've got Mm -hmm. some great uh, tracks. And of course, one of the great things here is that no one expects you to play the, the single cuts. You're able to go deep on albums and and pick out tracks that people perhaps haven't heard things that you like artists that you enjoy, perhaps a few Mm. discoveries for yourself Mm -hmm. as well. Mm. Um, so uh, we are early on in this process for you in terms yeah, of yeah it's my the second show. show today yeah, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> so, finished five minutes ago or something. so uh, you know you're, the hope is that this program will continue to develop here on ORFM re- t-
1: yeah yeah I really hope um because uh, there, there's a lot of Turkish stuff I lived there for ages and I want to do a show maybe in half an hour of just Turkish stuff or. Or world music, one hour of world music, and maybe chuck in four countries' with a cool music or something. Oh, uh,
0: watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment, it's been at any selects. Tuesdays at 1, and a fabulous hour of music. Just uh, And we should also, at this point, uh, give a big shout-out to Moyles Fresh Choice, who have stepped in to, to back this show on a weekly basis. Yep. Good bunch out there, so thanks so yeah, much. I've to met them.
1: John and jo- uh John and Julie, yes, and um very, very um lovely, lovely couple and I don't want to get too personal, but there's been a quite a big journey for them in life as well, and I'd like to thank them very much,
0: just finally, Jamie, this is obviously uh, a a great program for listeners, um but for you personally, mm-hmm. how are you feeling about it yeah
1: um because I love music so much, and I actually know a lot of kind of, let's say, quote-unquote, famous musicians in, uh, in Dunedin, and I want to play in a band, kind of, or write my own music, but I kind of need help recording it. That's the only thing. I've got all the gear. Um, What's the question? <laughs> Just
0: how you're feeling about making so, your Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I uh Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit... Um, You know, like, music's supposed to be cool and that. I've got nothing to prove to anyone or, you know, people are not going to like some stuff I play. Other people might. I hope people go, wow, because most of the stuff I want to play is not really mainstream radio. I won't play ACDC. It's on every radio station three, four, five times a day, different songs. And although they're whatever great band, um, I want to bring something else. And then I think I can. So...
0: And you do. That's the plan. Bennettini selects Tuesdays at 1 here on ORFM. Jamie Bennett, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on the awesome morning show, and welcome to the team.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.